Praise the Lord, everybody. Give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Did you do that? We're surely delighted to be here and to uh, spend some time with you and um, speak, speak the word of God and the life of God into our hearts today. And uh, <clears throat> I want you just to open your Bibles with me, if you would, to several openings. I'd like to open to one in the Old Testament, one in the New, if you don't mind. Uh, and uh, we're just going to just um, dive into the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit just speak to us today. Open, open to Psalm 34, and then if you would open to Hebrews 13, or on your device, if you've got a device, some way you can look at these scriptures because they're so powerful. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, I want to read Psalm 34, and then I want to read uh, Hebrews 13. I want to read them you know, simultaneously in the sense that uh, one represents what God said in the old and what God said in the new. Praise God. So let's read Psalm 34.1 first, all right? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, praise the Lord. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from most of my fears. How many fears? All of my fears. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God he is a delivering God. So um, it's my choice to praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So I want to talk to us a little while today about continual praise. Not just something we do on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night, but something that we are engaged in in our life on a regular basis. Whether we're having popcorn or whether we're at church on Sunday morning, we can praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I'm reminded of a story about a, a lady, you know, uh, she was a good Christian woman. And uh, every morning she'd go out on her front porch and she'd say, praise the Lord. And every day the atheist that lived next door would yell out his window, there is no Lord. But every morning she'd come out and go, praise the Lord. And he'd yell, there is no Lord. So one morning she came out and she said, Praise the Lord, I need some groceries. The next morning, she found a bag of groceries on her front porch. She went out there and was real happy. I got some groceries. The Lord sent me some groceries. The atheist jumped out from behind the bush and said, I told you there was no Lord. I sent those groceries. I brought them over there. She threw her hands in the air and said, Praise the Lord, he sent me some groceries and he made the devil buy them.
I'm just saying when we praise the Lord on a continual basis as a lifestyle, not just as an event, great things can take place in our life. Some things that maybe you expect, other things maybe you don't even expect. God is much bigger and he's greater than any circumstance or situation. Look at, uh, look at 1 Thessalonians 5. Look at this verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. It says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's interesting, isn't it? In everything, not just for everything, but in everything. This song that I was going to sing today, I decided not to sing it, but it's, the song was entitled, When I Praise the Lord, Great Things Can Happen. When I Praise the Lord. And uh, as we praise God in the middle of the circumstance, God can turn that thing that's meant for evil and make it for good. Amen. Praise God. I said praise God. praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So in everything, we give thanks for this is the will of God concerning us. So I have found out over the years in my life as a pastor and a psalmist, part of my gifting, you know, is in music and in psalming and speaking out the word of the Lord in music prophetically. And uh, that God is right in the middle of the matter even before I get there. So when I came down with COVID in July of last year, this is the first ministry trip I've taken in eight months because uh, it was such a challenge in my own life that I just had to recover all these months and come to a place where I could again stand and preach and proclaim the gospel, praise God. But look what the Lord has done. And he brought me out of that miry clay, that, 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 that pit of despair, healed my body, made me whole. And I just, by his grace and by the prayers of God's people, was able to see God turn that thing that the devil meant for evil and bring it out for good. Praise God. So when I praise the Lord, right in the middle of the matter, something didn't take place. God is a God that knows how to turn everything around. So when we talk about this today, I want to just kind of mention three areas that I think will just stir us up and help us some. So let's go to Psalm chapter 8. Why do we praise the Lord and what happens when we do? Praise God. Psalm chapter 8 and verse number 1 says this. Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that you might steal the enemy and silence the avenger. Praise God. 
Jesus quoted this verse, you know, in Matthew 21, out of the mouths of babes, you have perfected praise. In the King James, it uses the word strength. In uh, Psalm 8, 2, that word actually is O-Z-E, Oz, it means the strength of praise. So he said, out of the mouths of children, God has ordained praise to silence the enemy and to still the avenger. So one thing that praise does in our life is just shut the devil's mouth. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I get tired of hearing him talking, hearing him accusing discouragement or fear or doubt of any sort does not come from God. Smith Wigglesworth said it this way. He said, the Holy Spirit is the lifter of the church. So God's not putting you down or putting me down. He's lifting us up. When the enemy comes around with all of his discouraging words and discouraging thoughts, we can lift our voice right there in our automobile, in our living room, in our bedroom, in the backyard, and we can lift our voice and say, hallelujah, (laughs) praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. And it will silence the enemy. Praise God. Seems like there's not too many things that can shut him up, but praise can. And I love the amplified uh, version of this, but I also love the, the passion version. It says, this kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Woo. I remember years ago, uh, I had my family out at the mall and uh, my wife's um, brother and his family were visiting. We were all out at the mall, just kind of having fun, shopping. We decided to go to the food court and uh, get some food. So we went to the big food court, got some burgers and we sit down as a family. My daughters were there and his daughter was there and we're just having a good time. And all of a sudden, some folks came over and sit by us, close to us, and started really talking dirty. And I could hear them saying things that are not conducive for families, you know? And uh, all of a sudden, I felt the Holy Spirit rise up in me. I put my hamburger down. I threw my hands in the air, and I yelled as loud as I could. I went, praise God, Man, it got quiet in that mall, I tell you for sure. You could hear the French fries are frying back there. And uh, I just put my burger down and looked around like I did nothing, you know. But I heard those guys say, what did he say? And one of them said, uh, I think he said praise God or something. And, uh, but there were no more cuss words the whole lunch. I mean, it just, it just silenced the enemy, man, right there on the spot. You know what I mean? Bam. And uh, so I thought about that. And I'm not telling you to go to the mall and praise the Lord out loud like I did. I'm not saying that. 
I'm saying that in your private life, as well as your public life, if necessary, you and I can praise the Lord and shut that devil up. I said, uh, shut that devil up. <laughs> shut that devil up. And if we don't, he won't. Praise the Lord. But when we do resist him in the name of Jesus, and when we open our mouth and praise the Lord, he cannot continue his lies, his threats, his discouragement. One translation says it will muzzle the mouth of the enemy. Praise God. Muzzle the mouth of the enemy. And then I love Isaiah 61.3, which you may know that chapter, but in it it says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Praise God. Hallelujah. That means we have to put that on ourselves. Our text says, I will. I will. I choose to praise the Lord. Right in the middle of the matter, right in the middle of the circumstance, whether it looks negative, whether there's discouraging moments, I can lift my voice and magnify the name that is above every name. And the Bible said the garment of praise will replace any spirit of heaviness. Heaviness, that, that word heaviness, of course, could mean depression, doubt, sorrow, fear, or any insufficiency of any kind. Praise the Lord. I'm getting happy already now. Hallelujah. When God brought the children of Israel out of bondage, he said he brought them out with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble among their tribe. Praise God. And then he said he brought them out with a high hand. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I'm praising the Lord. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I mean, they danced out of that place. Two million of them. Not one broke and not one feeble. You know what the word feeble means? It means weakness of any sort from sickness or from age. He strengthened them in their physical man. He lifted them out of bondage and they raised their hands and they praised the Lord. All that burden was gone. We used to sing that song, he brought me out of the miry clay. He put my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we have to put it on. Praise God. You dressed yourself this morning and uh, you're looking pretty good. So we put on that garment of praise, opening our mouth, lifting our voice, and magnifying the Lord. Praise God.
And right in the middle of the circumstance, things begin to change. Think about Paul and Silas. You know that story well, Acts 16. They're in jail at midnight. What did they do? They prayed and they sang praises. Praise God. So that's in the toughest time of your life or your family. Go ahead and praise the Lord. It'll shut that devil up. And in their case, it opened doors, broke the chains, set the captives free. Praise God. I said, praise God. Your praise is bigger than you. It will affect you, but it can affect those around you. It can affect the entire neighborhood. When I lift my voice and praise the name of the Lord, the enemy is silenced and I can walk out and walk in that victory that Jesus paid for. Ha, ha, ha. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say it again. Praise the Lord. Secondly, turn to Psalm 22. Why does praise like that work? Why, what, 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 what makes that happen? Well, Psalm 22 tells us this in verse 3, that thou art holy, O Lord, because you inhabit what? The praises of Israel are the praises of your people. Hallelujah. So God likes to hang out in our praise. Normally we start our services like we did today with praise and worship, inviting into our midst the presence of the living God. Praise God, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. But we can do that at home. We can do that on the job. We can live a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. We can put on that garment of praise on a Monday morning, praise God. Wear it all week long. Bring it to church with us. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. Get happy because of what Jesus has done and who Jesus is. And God inhabits the praises of his people. Look at Psalms um, 9. Let me just show you something here. Psalm 9 and verse 1. It says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now notice what happened. Verse 3. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. Hallelujah. When we praise the Lord, lifting our voice to the Lord in praise, in gratitude, in thanksgiving, in worship, the enemy is not only silenced, but he can't hang around that praise. It says here, that he will be turned back, he will fall, and he will perish. Praise God. I said praise God. When God shows up, the enemy can't hang out. 
When God shows up, the enemy can't do anything he wants to do. We are the people of God. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are a blood-purchased people called by his name, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and we got something to be happy about. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus is Lord. Our sins are forgiven. We're washed whiter than snow. Thank God we can lift our voice on a regular basis and say, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? And this scripture says it certainly will affect the plans, the purposes that maybe the enemy may have in mind. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. It seems to me that if God inhabits our praises, then certainly we have a part to play in making room for him. I'm gonna make room for him. Ha, ha, ha. I'm gonna make room for him as I praise him, as I worship him, as I thank him. He can show up in that atmosphere and minister life and strength and peace and help and wisdom and revelation and direction, whatever we need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen. Psalm 91, I think, verse 9 and 10 says something like this. Because I have made the Lord my refuge and the Most High my habitation. Well, how did he do that? David was a praising machine. He lifted his voice on a regular basis to magnify God. And uh, I noticed several places in the Bible. This one, then there's one in Ephesians uh, chapter two. It says, in whom we are built together. We are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Hallelujah. So as we come together and praise the Lord God, at this atmosphere is charged with his presence. Anything good can take place in an atmosphere of praise and worship where God's people are gathered together. And I noticed that word habitation, you know, it's got the, the first part of it is habit. Habit. Habitation. In other words, we ought to develop a habit of praising the Lord. I'm addicted to praise, I can tell you right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Woo! And if we'll develop a habit of praising God like that in our home, on our job, to ourselves lifting our voice and letting that praise flow out, we'll live in an atmosphere that's supercharged with the presence and power of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I know I was, uh, oh, a few weeks ago, I, I went to Walmart to buy something, and as I came out of Walmart, <clears throat> I saw this couple walking uh, 
tore our car and was asking for money for help. And uh, I, I didn't help them, but I drove off. And as I drove off, the Lord said to me, turn around. The Lord said to me, turn around, go back and give them some money and tell him that I have a plan for his life and he is to quit running from God. I said, that's a pretty big deal there, Lord. So I went back, gave him some money, and I told him that word. You know what happened? She said, I've been trying to tell him. I've been trying to tell him. I've been trying to tell him. Quit running from God. And here was a guy that had been in prison, had lost his vision, had a call of God on his life, had lost his vision for ministry, had lost his vision to be a part of God's great plan. And in the midst of an everyday Walmart trip, the Lord says to me, go tell him, I still love him. I'm not mad at him. And tell him to pursue my plan for his life. I believe Christianity was designed to take place not only here, but out there. Where we go, where we live, what we do, we can live in an atmosphere where God is working and ministering, filling us, but helping us help others. Praise the Lord. And part of that takes place as we learn to praise God continually, to focus on his goodness and to focus on his grace and develop a habit of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I mean with your voice. God said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Nothing will strengthen us in our Christian walk more than this idea right here of daily recognizing his benefits, his blessings, and vocalizing them. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Go to Psalm chapter 5. Go to Psalm chapter 5. Psalm chapter 5, it says this. Look at verse 11. But let all those, that's interesting, isn't it? Didn't say some of those or most of those or just the preacher those. Said let all those that put their trust in thee do what? Rejoice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let them ever shout for joy. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. There may be some time in your life that you might want to get a little loud. Hallelujah. Not all praise has to be loud, but sometimes it might be. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Hallelujah. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous 
with favor will you surround him as with a shield. Praise God. I found out that our praise can actually activate our defense system. Hallelujah. Our praise can activate God's favor in our life. It may not be the only way, but it is a Bible way. In the text that, that Pastor Sheila read this morning, said, and when they begin to praise the Lord, he said ambushments against the enemy. Do you know that scripture is, is uh, uh, First Chronicles, is it First Chronicles, Second Chronicles uh, 20, 22? I said 20, 22. 2022. That's the year we're living in. Let it be a year of thanksgiving and praise. Let it be a, a time when we determine in our life that we will praise the Lord, that we will lift our voice, that we will get loose and begin to praise his name like never before. Do it privately. Do it in the congregation. Do it at home, in your automobile, wherever. Just lift your voice and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Wow. You say, well, he knows I'm thankful. Yeah, he does. But your voice is so powerful. We are God's creation. We are, we are, we are spirits made in his image. And we can speak words of praise. Out of our mouth can come blessing and cursing. He said these things ought not to be. Focus on the blessing side. Focus on the praise side. You can activate your defense system and God's favor with a voice of gratitude and praise. Hallelujah. God is on my side. The blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. Nothing shall be denied. So I enter into rest. I know I'm blessed. I pass the test. I get God's best. Praise the Lord. And that's an activation of your faith when we lift our voice and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, uh, growing up, I played a lot of sports. Went to college to play a little basketball. And, uh, but in high school, played football. And uh, we had one African-American in our whole school, one guy. And he was a friend of mine. And he was quite an athlete. He was a year ahead of me. But we, we would hang out, you know. And uh, one year, he won the state high school championship uh, in track pretty much by himself. And we all got champion stickers, you know. We're the state champ. But Kenny, he got first in the high jump, first in the broad jump, first in the high hurdles in the state. And that was enough points to pretty much win the championship, you know. And so, uh, so we're playing football and uh, in our little school, I had, you had to play offense and defense. Not that many players, you know, so you play both sides. And so we're on defense, and Kenny and I are on this side. 
He's playing like the tight end. I'm playing like a, a, like a, a back. Uh, we call them just halfbacks, you know, in defense. And they come running the ball around my side. So the quarterback's going to run this way and he's going to pitch out to this guy and they're going to try to run the ball. So when he pitched the ball, I ran between them and he pitched the ball to me. I intercepted his little pitch and there's nobody between me and the goalpost. Nobody. So I'm, I'm, I got the ball. I'm, but these two guys, the quarterback and, uh, from the other team and the running back, they're catching me. They're faster than me. And so I can almost feel them breathing down my neck, you know. But all of a sudden, here comes Kenny Gaines. Kenny run in between them. He got right behind me, and he run over here, and he blocked this guy. Then he'd run over here and block this guy. Then he'd run over here and block this guy. He'd run over here and block this guy. And I heard him say, hurry up, Matthews. Hurry up. Hurry up, Matthews. Hurry up. But me and Kenny made a touchdown. Hallelujah. So I'm just saying, he was running. He was running defense for me. You ever had Jesus do that for you? Every day of your life. He is our defense. And our praise can activate that. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There's no valley too low. There's no river too wide. Through the help of God, we can get to the other side. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. And I just tell you what. I'm 74. And I'm getting worse at this, this whole idea in the, in the eyes of the world. I'm getting worse at being a praiser. It just bubbles in me, bubbles out of me. In God's eyes, it's fantastic. But I'm just telling you, I'm addicted to praising God, magnifying God, lifting my voice, giving him praise, activating my defense system, and watching him bring his best to pass in my life. Praise God. Somebody say, praise God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. So it silences the enemy. It builds a habitation for God. Let's look at one more. Let's go to the New Testament. Luke. Luke's gospel. Let's go to Luke 17. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Luke 17, actually verse 11 through probably um, verse 19, the story of Jesus coming in to uh, Samaria. And the verse 12 said he met 10 lepers that stood afar off. And they lifted their voice in verse 13 and said, Jesus, have mercy on us. You see that there? And Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the priest. <clears throat> in verse 14, it says, and as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, and one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. With a loud voice, with a loud voice, begin 
to glorify God. And he fell on his face. He fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleanse? Where are the nine? There are not found but this one that came back to give God glory and he's a stranger to covenants. And Jesus looked at that man in verse 19 and said, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. So there were 10 cleansed. Only one was made whole, right? So, you know, I read that years ago and I just said, Lord, I want to be, I want to be counted among the one. I want to be, that's 10%. One out of 10, 10%. I want to be, I want to be in that 10% that are ready and willing, enabled by your spirit to give you praise and give you glory. Jesus said, where are the nine? Only one came back to give him praise. And he said to that one, he said, now, Go your way, your faith has made you whole. So this man was made whole completely. There were others that were healed, but anything that was missing or broken was replaced in this guy because he took time to pause for the cause of praise and thanksgiving. Praise God. And I love that, that verse up there, verse, verse, uh, verse 15, and one of them when he saw he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorifying God. I think sometime it would just do us good to just get a fresh view of those things that we have heard over the years, some things that we know as Christians, but to get another look at them and let God reveal to us the depth of his love again the depth of his grace again, the depth of his power again that motivates us to lift our voice and praise the Lord like never before. I, uh, I was in uh, Jamaica uh, years ago and preaching. Uh, actually, we were there on an FCF leadership conference and uh, they came to the meeting and said, anybody want to go preach in a Jamaican Pentecostal church? On Sunday, I said, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I wanted to go. A Jamaican Pentecostal church? I'm going. I'm going. I put up both hands. I'm going. So we went. Angel and I went. And they drove us back way up in the hills there in Jamaica, down a little dirt road, come to an opening. There's a church building there. And uh, we walked in. I was so excited a Jamaican Pentecostal church. Man, I thought this is going to be great. And I walked in there, man, and it was like, wow, it was like really formal and really dry and no move of the Holy Spirit. And I thought, wow, am I in the wrong church? You know, it was like a denominational, um, and it's, you know, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying my expectation was a Jamaican Pentecostal church. I thought there'd be a little something going on, you know, but there's nothing going on, man. I mean, 
I said, wow. Pastor was up there very solemn, very solemn. No, no movement, no praise. I thought, wow. Oh, man, what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, this little Jamaican woman on the front row jumped up on the seat. She got on top of the seat. She's going, ow, ow, ow. I thought, the Holy Ghost got her, angel. But what happened, a big rat had run through the church. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. A big rat had run through the church and run over her feet. She got on that pew going, ah, ah. I thought it was the Holy Ghost. I thought. But here's the point. When she saw something, I'm trying to help you now. When she saw something, man, it affected the way she acted. You know what I found out the other day? You know that verse over there in the Bible that says Jesus was, came for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil? You know that verse? I think it's in 1 John 3.8 or 2.8. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And that word destroy means to, means to uh, loosen, dissolve, melt down, pulverize. Jesus came to loosen, dissolve, melt down, pulverize. The word pulverize means reduce to powder. Jesus came to loosen, dissolve, melt down, pulverize the works of darkness. That word, destroy, is used again when Jesus said these words, destroy the temple and I'll raise it in three days. The next verse says, they thought he was talking about the temple in Jerusalem, but he was talking about his body. That on the cross, Jesus was pulverized for you and I. Beyond human recognition, his life stripped from him. He became sin for us. He became sickness for us. He became poor for us that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah! I said hallelujah! Glory to God! Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! Woo! I'm just saying, what he did for us certainly was more than we could do for ourselves. And he is worthy of all our praise. Hallelujah. I heard this, I heard this old song, Pastor Brian, the other day. I really forgot about this song. But it's something that goes sort of like this. 
Praise the Lord. God can work for those who praise him. Praise the Lord. For he inhabits our praise. Praise the Lord. For it, the change, just remind you that they will fall behind you when you praise him. And I thought, wow, what a great song. That right in the midst of every circumstance that I can face, I can still lift my voice knowing that God is for me. Who can be against me? And then if I'll just think a little bit about the cross and what happened at the cross and the resurrection, what happened at the resurrection and what Jesus did with his blood when he took it into the heavenly holy place and obtained eternal redemption for me, for us, then it'll stir up some holy emotion in my heart that'll make me lift my hands or want to lift my hands and lift my voice and give him praise. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, somebody. Hallelujah. One more thing I'd like to say today. I was preaching down in Tucson for Virgil Stokes, Pastor Virgil. And so in the praise and worship service, uh, Angel and I were sitting on the front row and praising the Lord. And all of a sudden, I heard a voice behind me going, yeah! I turned around and looked, and there's this guy's about 6'5", weighed about 245, big guy. Man, he's praising God with all his might. So after the service, I asked Pastor Virgil, I said, man, tell me about this guy. He said, well, him and his wife just showed up one day, and he started doing that in the praise of worship. And I uh, said, some of my elders came to me and said, uh, Pastor, what are you going to do about that guy making all that noise to praise worship? He said, uh, I'll tell you what I was thinking about doing. I was thinking about asking him to sit on the front row next week so y'all all could see how you should praise the Lord. <laughs> I said, well, tell me the guy's story. He said, he was left for dead on the side of the road, a hit and run accident. Somebody hit him with a car, left him for dead. He's in the ditch. Finally, they, somebody found him, got him to the hospital, almost no hope to live, but God brought him out and raised him up. And uh, he got saved and set free, came to church, and he gets so excited about the Lord that once in a while, it just comes out of him. Yeah. So about everywhere I go, I say, uh, why don't we all just try that one time? What do you think? We could, we could make a real yeah to the Lord. Let's do it on the count of three. One, two, three. Yeah! I kind of like that myself, you know? Let's try it again. One, two, three. Yeah! I think there's a lesson to be learned in scriptures like we had today that will enable us to free up our praise and be more liberal in our praise, maybe not for anybody else, but for him, for him. He deserves our praise and our thanksgiving. And the results of it is that we are the ones that benefit from the blessing of continual 
praise. God bless you today.